informative, educational, insightful. You're listening to VoiceAmerica.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2015 Sage Summit. My name is Ryan Treasure from voiceamerica.com. We're also here with senior executive producer, Robert Cellino. Robert, how are you today? Ryan, I am excellent today and um, ready to rock and roll. Awesome. So, you know, uh, one of the cool things about this Sage event is really, uh, you know, all the technology that's packed into this location, uh, you know, all of the cool uh, vendors, uh, sponsors, of course, um, of all the uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, uh, you know, so yesterday was a, a really, a really good time, a really good event, you know, to see all those people kind of culminating together, uh, walking the floor, sharing ideas. We had some spectacular guests on yesterday uh, with some of our other radio show hosts that were on and hosting, uh, bringing on different guests. And uh, you guys can check out all the archives uh, for that content at www.voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Uh, yesterday, we had, uh, you know, seven different segments that we produced and uh, posted online for your uh, consumption and remember you can uh, consume that content anytime any place on any device um, anywhere yes and you can also follow us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash voice america talk radio um, had a great guy here ken roshan who is shooting uh, some fantastic photographs of all of our guests uh, also of all of the events that were here yesterday so if you want to really get a uh, an idea of the scope of this event uh, you know go to the facebook page take a look at some of the photos and really you know dial into uh, the type of event this is that this is it's really uh, phenomenal and uh, i think as we found out yesterday there were something like uh, you know over seven thousand participants that have uh, came through the door seven thousand three hundred yeah that's just uh absolutely Staggering. amazing number of people <laughs> it's got to be one of the biggest business events that's ever been put on uh you know for 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 this type of thing yeah and was it uh 23 million uh social media yeah you know that brings up a good segue robert yeah. you know one of the things that i wanted to talk about today was kind of the social media impact on uh you know these types of events um, other businesses that uh, are also utilizing social media for um all of their different uh, uh marketing needs for their uh for their businesses as well as uh you know all the other things so that leads me right to our first guest that we have today uh michael welcome to the radio show thank you very much good morning Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing great. Good. So um, just why don't you introduce yourself to the listeners, you know, give them your name, let them know the company uh, and a little bit of history. Um, and then we'll kind of go into um, how your company is utilizing social media and how you're uh, doing here at the Sage Summit. Sure. I am a fourth. I'm a fourth generation manager of our family's gift and jewelry store here in New Orleans. We've been in business for 117 years and we currently have three stores. Awesome. Three stores. Are they all located here in the New Orleans area? New Orleans and Baton Rouge. Oh, awesome. Okay, nice. Baton Rouge. Uh, I know you know a little bit about the Louisiana area, Robert. Uh, have you ever been to Baton Rouge? Oh, about 17 or 18 times. <laughs> awesome. You know, uh, really like Louisiana. It's been a nice uh, place for us to visit. Um, we're from Phoenix, so the heat doesn't really bother us too much. But, man, this humidity is definitely uh, something to be reckoned with. You know, I uh, feel like every time we leave the house, it's like taking a secondary shower. <laughs> Indeed. <and> yeah. <laughs> We're but used to it. We like it. Yeah. It is, it is a nice break, I've got to say. You know, I mean, I feel like I've been rehydrated from 17 years in uh, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Reconstituted here. 
Yeah, at least it's not 110. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need the skin moisturizer on a daily basis. <laughs> right. So, uh, Michael, you know, the theme of our opening segment for today was just kind of talking about social media. Uh, you know, we were talking about the 23 million impressions on social media that uh, hashtag Sage Summit got yesterday. Uh, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, for us in the media business, you look at some of those statistics as 23 million impressions in one day in an event really talks about uh, the breadth of social media and the it's mind-boggling. Reach. It is really, really amazing. Um, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about how your company and how uh, you know been in existence for a hundred plus years, um, and kind of you know uh, how things maybe marketing-wise are a lot different now than they were you know 50 years ago, maybe when uh, you know your other family members were running the business, and you know what what has really changed from you know that time to now and how are you guys leveraging uh you know technology now uh to push out your products well certainly 50 years ago the landscape was completely different um it was primarily a print medium when you were advertising and uh then in the 60s and 70s direct mail and then obviously electronic media radio and television came into play it's only been in the last 10 years that social media is a exists at all and is a factor in anybody's business and we're fortunate in our business that in this generation of, of family business owners and managers, we have my, my sister, who's a professional web developer in San Francisco. She's right there in Silicon Valley. She's kind of up to date with all of the things that are going on. She keeps us current. So we're engaged in every one of the major uh, social media forums, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, Instagram. And uh, the challenge for us with being the size company we, we are with 70 employees Social media tends to be an intensely personal experience. It's a lot about, you know, when I remember when it started and I, and I kept getting social media posts about when my friends were having coffee. And now it certainly evolved <laughs> right. beyond that. And people are <laughs> posting things that, that may be more relevant, more interesting, uh, more current. And we've tried to stay with that. But we have 70 employees. We have 40-plus salespeople. We have uh, five active family members on a daily basis in the business and so and and we also try to control our marketing voice we have an advertising agency so it's complicated in terms of how do you refine your message and mm -hmm. put the things out that you want to put out and have the right filters in place so that you're de doing and saying the right thing. So we've had to develop an entire system around that. Yeah, and I think that's a lot of uh, companies out there are dealing with that. I know Voice America even is dealing with that too. Everybody has a brand, you know, that they're trying to portray out to, you know, the, the audience and the people that consume their products. And I think that's one of the most difficult things is maintaining your brand, your brand promise, you know, and yep. some of those pieces when you put that stuff out so publicly and, you know, like you said, making sure that the right filters are in place so that way those people are consuming the content that, you know, A, is best fit for them and best fit for them to purchase your product. Yeah. Um, you know, I bet you guys probably use Pinterest a lot, right? Because of we in do. the jewelry business, you can really showcase, you know, uh, different types of jewelry. So why don't you talk a little bit about Pinterest? I think um, just because of the way that Pinterest displays content in a social media medium, it's probably one of the better ones for you. Well, you know, it's hard when you say better, you know, <laughs> results are what you're going for in any marketing or advertising. So, it, and it, it's very difficult to measure. We're not selling on Pinterest, but we're very active in Pinterest. And uh, Pinterest, the medium, is obviously visual. And uh, what, the way we approach it, it's inspirational. So people use Pinterest, in my understanding of what a lot of people use it for, is let's say you're planning your wedding and you want to become inspired uh, uh, for the things 
to, to do for your wedding. And so you might be searching on Pinterest for some visual inspiration. Yeah. So we, our business is quite diverse. We go into a lot of product categories and we try to organize those on Pinterest in a way that somebody could search for groom's gifts and, and, and browse the, the, the pictures and become inspired. So that, I would describe it as an inspirational form of our social media. Obviously, these days you want to hashtag those things. Mm-hmm. You want to, you want to, uh, when you post to it, you might want to post that on Twitter or Facebook to, so you get some synergy between the different media. Yeah, speaking of the hashtags, that was one of the things Robert and I were discussing after we got back from the event last night. You know, um, if, if you look at the way Sage approaches uh, the hashtag, you know, this is the 2015 Sage Summit. However, if you look at all of their social media posts and all the things that are going out, everything is just hashtag, hashtag Sage, Sage Summit, Summit. Yeah. Um, which I think is really interesting Brilliant. because if you look at, you know, multiple Sage Summits, you can go to the hashtag Sage Summit and then go look at, you know, all of the activity that happened in last year's one, the years before that, and really kind of keeps everything nicely organized. Organized. And I know that was something that uh, you had brought up was keeping up uh, with the organizational component of social media and keeping it, uh, I guess, siloed in the proper you know directory so that yeah. way you can kind of point at it. But then also, you know, uh, retaining analytics on those too is really important. Uh, so that way you make sure that you're maximizing the effort that you're putting in. And, you know, so thank you for some insight on that. Yeah, we well, really and, appreciate and it. The way I see it is there's, there's two approaches to it. One is you want to organize the content that you're putting out into something that if someone were searching for it, you'll be in that feed. And then the second second thing is if you're doing something that's current and other people are doing the same thing you want to be hashtagging into those active streams so that you get as broad of an exposure as you can for what you're doing oh yeah absolutely we have um, you know 300 different radio hosts on voiceamerica.com that are doing shows from all different types of topics uh, you know so one thing you know like um, instance on the on the business channel we have uh, a show that'll be talking about gold markets and different things like that mm-hmm. you know and then earlier in the day you can I look might at, have to watch that one <laughs> it's uh, Jay Taylor it's, it's a called good one. Uh, hard money you know be a, it's a great show. It talks about all the different diverse, you know, gold and silver markets and, mm-hmm. you know, all those different things. He's a CNBC analyst and, uh, you know, does a lot of that stuff over on the East Coast based out of New York City. Um, but, you know, I, even even the way that that show operates, you know, it's really hard uh, in a business realm because there's a lot of different companies that are putting out content that's, you know, kind of business oriented. And so how do you set yourself apart from that? Uh, and so one of the things that, you know, those guys are doing is, uh, you know, siloing their information. And then, like you said, they'll hashtag, you know, CNN money or one of those places that may have, you know, 100 million followers or, you know, 100 million is probably a little bit in excess, but um, a, a gigantic following and be able to kind of tag into the audience that's going on in CNN money, you know, and help them kind of uh, consume new content and be exposed to that just because of hashtags that might be in. And uh, one of the other byproducts of that, too, is the ability to field, you know, guests for radio shows and different things on our end, uh, you know, being able to hashtag because some of those people at CNN maybe not uh, maybe do not know that Voice America exists as a private broadcasting company mm-hmm. online. Uh, but we've been able to bring on some really cool guests just by interactivity, by uh, social media, because of introducing ourselves to those people mm-hmm. by using hashtags or, you know, tagging them with the at symbol on Twitter and different things like that. Yeah, it's all it's it's self-fulfilling. Everybody's struggling in the fray to become relevant. And the only way to do that is to be as active as you possibly can. 
Yeah, I like the term uh, a one-click call to action is what Facebook and different social media sites provide. You know, uh, especially we were talking about Pinterest with what your business is. You can show somebody an example of a piece of jewelry or how that looks or, you know, maybe put it on a model so you can understand what it might look like in contrast to a white wedding dress or, you know, those types of things. But the cool thing is about that is, um, you know, those things are all hyperlinked. And the next thing you know, you're just literally one-click call to action. You see the piece, you click on it, you land on the website, and then, you know, at throw that in your cart go to the store and pick it up Uh, from your lips to god's ears (laughs) (laughs) is that something you're going to be focusing in on online sales or is it some part of your strategy already well we are primarily a bricks and mortar operation and in the in the jewelry and gift industry um the the sales on your internet are still very small comparison compared to your overall sales so we focus a lot on the social media not necessarily in inspiring a sale but inspiring people to come into the stores let them know that there are great events occurring in the in the stores let them know about the great things we have in the stores um, we certainly sell online and we're doing well online according to the industry standard again it's it's still a very small percentage most nationally the statistics show that it's about 10 percent well curiosity rolling there as well with Pinterest, since we were on that a moment ago, they recently released sale for Pinterest? Yes, I know. Yeah, Are we're, you, we're, uh, we're looking at it. I was wondering. Okay, yeah. so it is something you're going to be looking into. Of course. Excellent. Yeah. Oh, great yeah. idea. Michael, i got to ask you a question. Sure. Uh, Jeff Spinard, just just joining the, uh, the gang. I just got back to from watching Chad Hurley from YouTube. But uh, I heard you talk about 70 employees and three uh, outfits, all here in uh, uh, the Louisiana uh, area. Yes. 70 employees, three stores, that's a pretty pretty big operation. Are you looking at expansion throughout the country, or are you happy right here at home? At, as we sit here at this moment, we're not planning a new store opening, but we're not ruling anything out either. Every, every company, particularly an intergenerational company like ours, we've been around for 117 years, you have to always be planning for what your next step is. Today, we're not planning to open another store, but that doesn't mean that in six months, won't we won't have right. another store we'll be planning. Excellent. Yeah, I like that he keeps his options open, right? Yeah. If the opportunity falls in your lap and you can yeah. uh, you know, expand and, and make the operation bigger, then, then take it, right? Well, so Everybody, how many generations uh, would 117 years be now? I'm fourth generation. My kids are fifth. Okay, all right. Oh, but, wow. yeah, the, the phrase I like is you have to water the flowers that grow. You want to always be looking for your business opportunities. And in we don't do the same thing we did 117 years ago. Right. It, you have to reinvent and constantly reanalyze what you're doing. And in retail, a lot, that has a lot to do with the numbers. We're constantly doing math and studying the math and the profitability of every segment of the business. Yeah, that makes me think about some of the new generation, you know, that uh, some of the millennials, right? A lot of those, you know, you, you, you see some of the younger generation, they're constantly on their phone. You know, how do you, how do you drive as a brick and mortar organization some of the new generation into the brick and mortar stores when they're so adept at, you know, ordering from Amazon or doing yeah. everything online? How do, how do you how do you quantify that and, and getting them in the door? It's hard to quantify. You When somebody walks in the door, you don't know how they got there. But I think some of the things that those people are doing 
doing when they're looking at the phones. Yelp is one of the things that they look at. Google, they're looking at, the, at your Google reviews. You want to be you want to be there when they search for you. You want to be there in the list when they search for your products. Placement is key for sure. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's also important too that managing the reputation on those sites as well. You know, yeah. you have somebody that comes into the store and you know they have an okay experience and they give you three stars and they didn't buy anything. You know, um, I think some of that stuff adds up too. And how, how do you combat stuff like that? Making sure that you know, um, I'm I'm a big uh, I, I let me let me just rephrase that. I hate Yelp. Um, and the reason why is because I, I feel, you know, you get reviews that are on there. You might get yep. something negative. How do you combat the negative review that's on there? Uh, it's not like you can call Yelp and say, you know, hey, this is incorrect uh, or, or, or combat that. You know, I wish there was an easy button for that. There's not. <laughs> you have to do it one at a time. It's customer service like anything else. And so whatever, whatever the situation is that arises, I like the concept of, you know, in a small business, a lot of people feel like they're treated well when they're dealing with an owner. And our concept in managing our business throughout our stores, every touch that a customer gets with our company, I want it to be as if they're dealing with an owner. Because they, when you feel like you're treated like an owner, like an owner would treat you, you're gonna feel like you were treated well. And that's, we're constantly trying to do a mind meld with every person in our company. Exactly and right. to do the same thing with, with our electronic interactions with people. We want everybody to feel like they've received a superior experience. And so, you know, that's the way. If you do that, you're not going to get bad reviews. Yeah, no, I agree. And it really comes down to making sure that the individuals that you have working for your organization kind of fit. Um, you know, another thing we talked about today was brand promise for companies, right? Mm -hmm. um, and as long as every employee understands what the brand promise is and can always ask themselves, as I'm engaging with client A, B, or C, is what I'm doing in line with this company's brand promise. And mm -hmm. if at any one time you ever answer to yourself no, then you need to rethink your direction and yeah. steer it back into a direction that's you know positive for the brand of the company. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I find that a lot of times when you're failing at those, it has to do with either frontline people not feeling or actually being through their training empowered to do what an owner would do. Right, and right. So we work on that every day. Jeff, why don't you chime in on that? I know well, as an I owner feel, of the business, you, you know. I feel you very strong with the comment that Michael just made about uh, each employee feeling like the owner. Because technically, you know what? Your job support, your training, everything you've gone through, you should feel like an owner. And if you have that presence and that, 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 that peace of mind, and you know your product and your service and what you can deliver on, that's where the flow comes from. That's when it comes natural. So outside of the social networking piece and bringing people in the door, <laughs> you've got to have good employees that have Well, more. and the social networking is an extension of that. I feel yeah. like everything is an extension of that concept. Yep. It's yeah, definitely not. come down to that. Yeah, I definitely agree. It's uh, you know almost like a never-ending 24-7 cycle of customer service. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I was talking Very to one true. of our radio hosts, Bonnie Graham, and we were talking about, you know, uh, what is work-life balance now? And I, and we, we came to the conclusion that as soon as uh, the internet was created and media went online, that there really is no such thing as a work-life balance. It's called a work-life blend. And it's yeah. something that's, you know, ongoing all the time. Uh, I find myself answering social media posts from our, our listeners on Facebook at, you know, 10 o'clock at night after I put the kids yeah. to sleep and I'm hanging out on the couch watching, you know, a little NC 
NCIS or something like that. And you know, people are commenting all the time and I feel you know, the same way that the longer somebody has to wait for interaction through social media or posts or things like that too. Um, you know, because for us, we have a sales driven organization as well. And you know, it's really important to us that we're making, you know, we're, we're making that touch in a timely enough manner that we're not committing uh, social media suicide. <laughs> and again, that brings it full circle to what we were talking about before, which is how in a larger organization do you respond to that with a single voice? You're looking at it on your couch in the middle of the night. Well, is that filtered through an ad agency or a media? And the other thing that we'll run into is somebody will ask us a question on our social media sites, and it might involve either a customer experience or a product. And before you can respond to that, I've got to reach out to the people that may have interacted with this individual. Yeah, so, sure and they are expecting the a quick page. response, right. but, but I have to figure out either what the situation is or was or something about the product. And uh, you know, one of the things that we come into is that after 117 years, we have a lot of product out in the marketplace that we've manufactured that people will ask us about. So I may have to go to our archives and research something that somebody's brought up. So I see that you made this. Can you tell me when you made it? Why was this pin or pen made, you know, and, and what was this about? What is this organization that's stamped on the back of my, of my bracelet? Right, so oh, that, that's cool. You guys are manufacturing the jewelry as well as uh, selling it in the brick-and-mortar stores? Absolutely, yeah. We are, we are a manufacturing jeweler. Awesome. the way I describe it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I always do like the, going and, and looking at uh, manufactured jewelry. Everybody kind of seems to have their own style about uh, the way the jewelry is created. I have a close family friend who, uh, who creates jewelry out of uh, Scottsdale, mm-hmm. Arizona. Um, he does a lot of you know, silver pieces and Indian-style jewelry, yep. but yeah. uh, just kind of the design that goes into that work is really amazing. Um, you know, We have about uh, four minutes here before we go to commercial break, and I want to give you the opportunity to let our listeners know where they can find out a little bit more about Adler's, um, you know, give your website some social media information and love to have uh, the local community here that listens to Voice America connect and do all of their uh, uh, jewelry shopping at Adler's. Well, the best way to, to connect with Adler's is in our store at 722 Canal Street. <laughs> and anybody who's here, I would love to see them there. Uh, our webpage is adlersjewelry.com and you can contact us through the webpage. We'd love to, to work with anybody who's interested. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. Michael, thank you so much for taking your time. I know you were over on Bloomberg earlier today, and we just kind of grabbed you up for a quick interview and uh, appreciate your insight uh, and how brick-and-mortar stores are dealing with, uh, you know, new technology and social media and appreciate uh, the time here. Ryan, thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. VoiceAmerica.com, you're tuned in to Sage Summit 2015. We're here with uh, President and Owner Jeff Spinard, also... uh, Senior Executive Producer Robert Cellino. I want to thank our guest, uh, Michael Adler, for coming on and talking about uh, what's going on with the uh, jewelry industry here in Louisiana and how these guys are really driving traffic using social media and branding uh, for their brick and mortar store. Coming up later on today, we're going to have uh, quite a few interviews with some of our fantastic hosts. Uh, we have Cimarron Singh and uh, Lindsey Boyd coming up in the next up hour. Next. And uh, we want to thank everybody for tuning in. We're right here at Sage Summit. 2015. Stay tuned. You want the truth? Face the facts. This is voiceamerica.com. Depend on it.